And, like, yeah. it's almost like, it's, um, it, to me, when I listened, like, the fact that you and Steve are both sixes and you both like horror, it makes me think it's almost like that, that urge to rub your tongue over a canker sore. You know, like, <laughs> it hurts, but you can't stop. Like, you just... That is the best. It's oh like an addictive, God. addictive feeling. Welcome to No Thanks, We're Booked. I'm Molly. And I'm Katie. And this is a podcast where we look at life through a bookish lens. Friends, we're really excited. So happy Halloween, everyone. Happy Halloween. This is the episode that comes out, I think, on Halloween or the day before. Does it come out on Halloween? Yep. Yeah. So happy Halloween, everyone. We uh, invited our friend Stephanie who has a horror podcast called Books in the Freezer to join us to talk about spooky books. Yeah. So Stephanie, Stephanie, welcome. Thank you so much for having me on. I'm excited to be here. We're so Yay. excited to talk to you. <laughs> I know. I'm so excited too. And the fact that this is coming out on Halloween just makes my life. Oh yeah. I mean, that is, I'm so happy about that. That's some great planning. Is that like your favorite day of the year? <laughs> I think this whole month is like my favorite day, especially because yeah. I always have a Halloween party, but it's always like the Saturday before Halloween. So I feel sometimes oh, when yeah. like actual Halloween comes, like I take my sun trick or treating, but I'm kind of like, I feel like I've just been doing Halloween for a long yeah. time. Right yeah. I love yeah. it. Yeah. You celebrate all of October. Mm-hmm. Yes. My birthday is the day after Halloween. It's on November 1st. And so I always... Um, Halloween has always been one of my favorite, my favorites, because my birthday parties growing up were always Halloween birthday parties, and my mom did a great job making them, like one year we had, we made a haunted house out of our whole house, and another year, I know, and another year my, we did, my friends came over for my birthday party, and we had a we listened to a recording of the Headless Horseman. Or is that what is it called? It's not called the Headless Horseman. It's called the, the um, Legend of Sleepy Hollow. The Legend of Sleepy Hollow. What? So, How old were you? <laughs> the, pretty young. Um, and Dang. so we listened to a recording of the Legend of Sleepy Hollow, and my we'd created a Headless Horseman costume for my dad. Oh, and so oh, wow. he, as we were listening. He started weaving back and forth in our backyard wearing the Headless Horseman <laughs> costume. And all of my friends, it took them a while to figure out what was happening. That's incredible. And then all of a sudden they go, ah, the Headless Horseman in the backyard! It was fantastic. And then when we were pretty little, everyone came to my birthday party dressed as a black cat. Except for my friend Kathleen who showed up as uh, Jerry from Tom and Jerry. Was there oh my Jerry gosh. the mouse? Anyway. Come on. Yeah. No, so, birthday parties were f- fabulous. Wow. Fabulous wow. growing up. That's so awesome. I kind of wish Halloween too. Yeah. I could have known you then. Yeah. But also, I would have I would have been such a wimp. Like, I definitely would have peed my pants. For <laughs> sure. <laughs> well, and then my friend Marin, who does listen to this podcast, so she might recall this, but when my dad dressed up as the Headless Horseman, she wasn't scared at all. She went right up to him. She sure. saw through it immediately and went up to him and gave him a hug. But everyone else was Aww. scared out of their minds. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah. 
Anyway. Oh, man. Anyway. Halloween, dudes. Halloween. I want to know, I guess, before we get to, I mean, this is, we're going to keep it casual tonight, but I want to know, Books in the Freezer is probably one of my all-time favorite podcast names. I mean, it's can you really just good. tell our listeners who may maybe aren't familiar how you got your name? Because it's so good. Definitely. And uh, thank you so much. It's a friend's reference to a very special episode where Joey is reading The Shining and Rachel goes to his apartment and opens his freezer and sees that his copy (laughs) of The Shining is just chilling in there. (laughs) And she pulls it out and asks him about it. And he tells her that he keeps it in there when he gets too scared. So that is the premise of our podcast and the scale that we work on when we're rating books and saying how scary they are. Like if they're really scary, really gorgeous. They go in the freezer. If they're, you know, you could, you wouldn't quite give them to your grandmother, but they're still pretty scary. They go in the fridge. And if they're pretty safe for everyone, they're room temperature. So we work on the (laughs) Joey Tribbiani books in the freezer scale. I love that scale. I love it. But if in that episode, because I love that episode and everything has a friend's reference, but um, they're. In that episode, she reads the. They exchange books, so Mm -hmm. she reads The Shining, and he reads Little Women. Yes. And the part in Little Women when Beth gets really sick and he can't handle it. Is Beth going to be okay? (laughs) Um, that episode spoiled Little Women for me, guys, because I never read Little Women. Okay. And now we spoiled it for everyone else. Sorry, guys. Now I remembered. (laughs) Who knew that we would have like. That you would have something from Joey Tribbiani to, like, gauge your reading life. I know. What? That scale will come in handy tonight because we want to talk to you about books, scary books. But probably, yeah. I'm assuming that mm-hmm. most of our listeners don't read a lot of horror. And if they want to, to begin dabbling in that genre, probably wouldn't go for books to put in the freezer. They'd probably do... Either room temp or fridge. Yeah. Fridge books. Yeah. But you never know. You never know. Yeah. I mean, Julie from A Girl in a Book, she listens sometimes. Mm -hmm. So she likes horror. I don't know that many other. (laughs) I mean, maybe. Maybe we have some listeners who are really into horror. You never know. I have read some horror. Mm -hmm. Um, We read The Ruins together. We read the we read the ruins together. Oh, and was that really what what level was that one? That's like almost freezer, just for gore level for like body horror. Uh, it was very okay. gory, and I think gory to me isn't didn't and didn't end up scaring me because I'm not scared by gore. I'm just I'm just grossed out by <laughs> gore. Before we get into like good, I, I keep calling it gateway books <laughs> to horror in my mind. I'm like you know something that would would help people who want to get into the horror genre category whatever um but before we get into that let's talk about what we're currently reading because I bet you I bet we're all reading some kind of scary book I mean it's October right well and Stephanie you are hosting right now a a readathon yeah scary book readathon so what are you reading for the readathon right now um, well, today I just finished a novella called The Ballad of Black Tom by Victor Laval that um, was really good. It was really short. And I've really been liking this trend of these stories that have updated Lovecraftian themes mm. because 
I know, like, I'm going to confess that even though I host a horror fiction podcast, I haven't read a lot of Stephen King and I haven't read any H.P. Lovecraft. So obviously I'm the perfect person to do this. Um, (laughs) But H.P. Lovecraft was notoriously very racist. And so I've loved that recently there have been a handful of books that come out that just really twist that narrative and give people of color like that narrative back and give them control of it. And Mm. so Ballad of Black Tom was really good. It was a a retelling of, I'm not going to remember the title because I don't read a lot of H.P. Lovecraft, but I think it was like the horror of Red Hook. And AMC actually just got the rights for it to do like a mini series, but it takes place in like early 20th century New York. And like the main character is like this hustler who meets this like strange guy who like invites him over to play for this party. And it's just like weird. So it was like kind of mm. a little bit of dark fantasy too, but it was a lot of fun. I really enjoyed yeah. it. Yeah. I also haven't read, well, I haven't read, I mean, I haven't read enough horror to have read H.P. Lovecraft, although I'm pretty sure my husband has read H.P. Lovecraft. Yeah, Aaron, mine too. Yeah. He's like, he loves it. Yeah, he's got this really beautiful copy, actually, of an H.P. It's it's It must be a comp- of a bind up. I of bet we have books. the same one. Is it really? I it's bet it's the really same one. beautiful. Yeah. It's a really beautiful looking book. But I have also heard that he's incredibly yeah. racist and Right. Yeah. So it's it but is I don't I don't know that much about HP Lovecraft. Though. I don't really I thought he was science fiction, honestly. If you'd asked me what, what he wrote, I would have said <laughs> yeah. science fiction. I wouldn't have said horror. Yeah, like I said, I'm not super familiar with his work, but I probably would have said he was somewhere in between the two. Hmm. Yeah. I haven't read a novella in a really long time. Like a good short I don't know, of any genre. I feel, this is probably, we're going to get into this a lot later, but I feel like short works really well for horror. So I feel like I've read a lot of good horror novellas. Uh, They're like that mm, perfect, like longer than a short story, but not like a tome. And it's like easy to keep the suspense and everything and the tension tight in like that space of length. (laughs) Are you reading anything creepy, Molly? Um, Yes. But I'm only like 30 pages in, and I'm going to show you guys because you're booktubers, so I'm going to hold up the book cover. (laughs) Um, I just picked up The Ice Twins. It's not horror. It's like psychological thriller. And this is the thing is like I definitely – I don't know if I've read a single book that is classified as horror, but I want to, and I'm working my way – it's kind of like I'm working out my muscles, you know, like before I pick up the heavy weights. So I'm I'm reading the Ice Twins by S. K. Tremaine, um, and I'm also I just finished the Diviners, which is creepy, um, but not really. I don't know what you would call the Diviners. I mean, it's it's like a thriller, murder, mystery kind of story. Um, I just finished that one, and I'm starting the second one in the series. They're so long. The audiobooks are like 20 hours long. Oh, wow. That is really long. But I'm really enjoying it, so that tells you something. What are you reading, Katie? Um, well, actually, I'm not really reading anything creepy right now. In fact, I'm kind of reading the opposite of creepy. <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah, usually usually October is filled. That's when I read my horror books is in October. That's like the only time of year when I'll pick up horror. But I'm not right now. I, right, I plan on picking up some stuff creepy books but right now I'm reading um at home in Mitford which is like <laughs> truly the opposite of horror it's like small town um nostalgic 
homey. It's like very, very sweet about yeah. a, a rector named Father Tim who <laughs> and like his <laughs> his capers <laughs> in Mitford in North Carolina, Molly. It takes place in North yes. Carolina. It's didn't you just finish a book that takes place in North Carolina? Where the, the where, where the, the crowd, crowd sings takes place yeah. in North Carolina. Um, okay. but yeah, it's like, it's truly the opposite of horror, but I'm, I'm, that's... it's very charming and I'm, and I'm enjoying it. Um, and then I'm also reading Outlander, which is historical fiction and not at all horror. So yeah, I'm just trying I'm to get that off proud my plate. Of you. I feel like I've been reading that book for like eight months, <laughs> <laughs> just ready to be done. But I'm proud of you as like a mood reader. I feel like we've talked about this before where you feel the pressure to read certain kinds of books in different seasons mm. and that I, I think sometimes I get overwhelmed by the idea of reading scary books because there are so many books that people recommend that are scary books mm-hmm. and I never know where to start and so October and November roll around and I'm like I don't know what to read and I feel pressure to read scary books but yeah. then so I'm proud of you for reading what you want to read and not just whatever what you think you need to read that's a long series too right there are 14 books i looked it up on goodreads today there Whoa. are 14 books and the new and she actually just released i think because we were asked to potentially interview her by penguin random house and because um, she just released another book it's like i think it's prayers by father tim or something like that oh anyway it's a really long series and i have already committed myself to a lot of series this year so i don't know but you know i have found that it's all right if i just read them really slowly too and that's what i'm doing with louise penny and tana french which i've read with stephanie Mm -hmm. as i've just read it really slowly i've been taking Um, my time with that too i picked mm up uh the secret place which is the one after broken harbor and then i haven't gone Mm -hmm. on to the sixth one yeah. yeah, I'm savoring it. Yeah, yeah. Especially since uh, the new one she released isn't a part of the series even. Like, I think oh, it's, it's a, not? I didn't realize that. The Witch Elm, I think it's a standalone. I had no idea. I just assumed that it was part of her Dublin Murder Squad series. Wow. Y'all, I picked up the first book in that series probably three times. And I, I don't know if you have those books that you know you're going to love, but for whatever reason you pick it up at the wrong time. Like you're just a busy season of life or you're just not in the mood for it right then and there but I know I'm gonna love that series like I've I've gotten probably a hundred pages in and I really enjoyed it I don't know what it was that I don't know why I put it down it's definitely a slow burning kind of mystery yeah it's not something that you fly through it just isn't it's not that kind of it's not like a thriller where you just I definitely connected with the writing but it's it's one of the most it's beautifully slow. written, I would say, mystery series that I've come across. What, do you feel the same, Stephanie? How do you feel about it? I Her do. writing's very good. Yeah, I love them. I like doing them on audio just because there is so much character development, and mm-hmm. I feel like that's Ooh. easier to take it it's in a good that idea. way. Just because it's mm-hmm. a slower, a slower book with not as much momentum as far as the plot is concerned. But they always pick mm-hmm. up like crazy in the second half, and like mm-hmm. stuff starts going down, it goes down. Yeah. <laughs> I want to move on a little bit because I want to ask Stephanie what it is she likes about like what is it about horror that draws you to that genre there's a lot first of all I have always loved like Halloween (laughs) and stuff like that it has just always been like peak cozy for me 
And I grew up in Southern California. There really wasn't fall. Like there's always where I was, it was a desert. So there's like palm trees and tumbleweeds that there really wasn't a fall aesthetic outside going on. So I (laughs) really loved like Hocus Pocus and Halloween Town. And like I would put those on to just like really get in the mood. I wasn't allowed to read horror or watch horror movies growing up. <laughs> and I was always like really intrigued by them. Like I remember going to Blockbuster and like touching all the, the video cassettes. <laughs> and thinking Feeling like a rebel. Like someday. <laughs> um, but I've just always really been interested in it. And I'm in, I'm a six on the Enneagram scale. So I am honestly scared of yes. everything. I don't take this risks. This is shocking to me. <laughs> Wait, hold on. A six on the Enneagram loves horror. This is surprising to me. It, I don't know. It's like a very safe space to play out that fear in a way that oh. everything I know is fictional. Like I have a harder time reading true crime because this is stuff that happened. Mm. And after I read that true crime, makes so much sense. I am looking okay. over my shoulder for like weeks. Like, I remember you saying that after you read I'll Be Gone in the Dark. Yeah, right? I put that in the freezer. Reading. I had nightmares. I couldn't go to sleep. Like, I triple checked all the locks yeah. on my doors. <laughs> <laughs> that makes so much sense to me now. Okay. Yeah. yeah. And uh, we've interviewed a few authors, and I've kind of found that that's the deal a lot, is, like, this is just a cathartic thing to kind of experience that and kind of get that out of your system in, like, a safe, controlled environment, but, like, still play with that a little bit mm. and kind of push yourself. Yeah. It kind of reminds me, Katie, of what you were saying about kids um, introducing like a, I don't know how how, when kids are afraid, you know what I'm talking about. There was an article. Yes, I read an article. I should send this to you, Stephanie, because I think you'd really probably appreciate it. There's an author named, I think he's written kids books and they tend to be sort of scary kids books. I think his name is Andy Wilson. He wrote the Cupboards series. I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure. Cupboards? 100 Cupboards? I don't remember. He wrote an article about, um, like, his, it was sort of like in defense of scary books for kids, kind of. Like, why do we introduce kids to scary things? And it was almost exactly that. It was like, this is a safe place for them to be introduced to realities in the world, but in, but in a controlled environment and in one, and one in which the good guys win too. So, and then you can work through, you can work through it with your kids. So I'm not doing that article justice, but it was really good. And, um, a really good explanation for why we shouldn't shelter our kids from scary Mm -hmm. things. I mean, really scary things, obviously don't show your kid it, but, um, (laughs) right. If it's traumatic, like, but like, Things that are written for kids that are on the scarier end of things can teach them a it makes lot. Me, yeah, it makes me think about how you had Fox for Fox's birthday. Didn't he have a nightmare before Christmas themed birthday? That makes me so happy. <laughs> yeah. You are your mom. Like, that is so crazy to me because your mom would throw parties. Oh, yeah like that for you and then you're throwing nightmare before christmas i know well my i mean with it was just the cake not so which is also something my mom would do she'd do these really elaborate cakes so that's why i've kind of tried to carry that on with my kids is to do sort of an elaborate cake so yeah he had a jack skellington cake stephanie's son and fox are very similar in that respect really yeah yeah they They both like scary things yeah and they chat sometimes they're buds (laughs) they're they're buds How, how old are they like the same age I think Henry's like a couple months younger, maybe like less, a little less than a year. 
Yeah. So cute. Yeah. They oh they chat gosh. on Marco Polo sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what that is. It's like but a it's so like cute. a it's like Voxer except video. Yeah. Oh, oh, cool. Yeah. So yeah, they they talk about their shared love of the Nightmare Before Christmas and Marvel characters. <laughs> I kind of want to know. I I kind of want to know if the different categories are like okay. For instance, what we were just talking about as a six, there are certain books that are more scary to you because of your personality and your individual fears or whatever, and then. I'm I'm also thinking of Julie from A Girl in a Book. Her her scariest um books are like like plagues or like any sort of yeah. genetic thing that could happen. And then there's some people who really don't like gore or not don't like are there are people who are really afraid of gore, but then Katie you were saying that doesn't really scare you. So there are different kind of categories within that and maybe it's a matter of just finding the one that is the scariest for you that you enjoy I don't know Mm -hmm. I'm just trying to think how I can get into horror or how some of our listeners can get into horror and figure out what they like yeah, there's a lot of subgenres within horror, and I would say a lot of it is to kind of look at what you enjoy reading and just kind of find the horror equivalent of that. So, like, if someone loves mm. reading classics, I would say uh, you could do, like, Dracula Frankenstein. I would also say, like, Shirley Jackson, The Haunting of Hill House mm. is, especially for if you don't like gore, if you don't like anything that's very heightened or visceral, that one is very slow-moving and very psychological. Um, and if you've seen like the trailer for the Netflix series, it's nothing like that. It's like very <laughs> different. Um, but I love, I love, love, love Shirley Jackson. So I would recommend her. As for like what I find scary personally is I think people doing things to each other. We had uh, Chelsea, the reading yeah. outlaw on our podcast, and she kind of said like horror is kind of two things. It's either like supernatural things hurting people or like people hurting people. And I think, like, mm, people yeah. hurting people, like, freaks I me agree. out. Like, beyond all. This is the most realistic. Yes. <laughs> yeah, so I think there's definitely, like, an equivalent to, like, whatever you like. Like, if you're a thriller reader, there's, like, horror thrillers that kind of blend those two. So I'm thinking of, uh, I'm thinking of Ending Things by Ian Reid. Oh, yeah. That just, yeah, it has that atmosphere, that just, like, growing sense of unease as you're reading it. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. You by Caroline Kavanagh. Like, I wouldn't put that as strictly horror. That's, like, horror thriller. Um, mm-hmm. Night Film by Marisha Pestel is mostly a thriller, but it plays with, like, horror elements. <gasps> I want to read that. Yeah, I think too. I would like that. It's very polarizing. So I'm always, like, when people that's, say oh, it, I'm like, true. I don't know, you could hate it. <laughs> you're like, I'm not recommending it. I'm throwing it out there. It's throwing it out there. It's out there. <laughs> Um, and then like there's horror crime books like there's a bunch of stuff I actually read a book recently that I really really liked um, I'll I'll show it up here it's this one mm. Ooh. Scream All Night by Derek Millman this one really surprised me it's YA and I don't read a lot of YA but it was very heartwarming and I really liked it but mm. it's about this a boy and he's the son of like this very famous cult horror filmmaker and he just has a lot of drama with his parents and something happens where he gets like legally emancipated when he's like 15 and he's living at this boy's home and he's just kind of trying to go on with his life 
but he gets a phone call from his brother inviting him to come to a very special ceremony that his dad's putting on and he wants him to be there. So he brings his friend as moral support to kind of like help him go face his family again. And his friend goes and he goes back to his family's, uh, to his old house, which is this old like gothic style mansion that is also <laughs> the studio where everything is shot. And it's just like really fun. There's a lot of quirky characters and it just has all these like fun horror nods without being like scary without being like horror it's oh that's fun. it's like a coming See, that of sounds like story. something i could yeah. definitely love yeah yeah it's fun. So i really liked that one another good one is uh the bone mother by david dumchuk that is kind of a like short story collection but they're all kind of interconnected and they're these like dark romanian fables like fairy tale kind Ooh. of things and they're just really creepy the bone mother just sounds like <laughs> kind of a creepy book yeah there are these just really short stories from different perspectives and then at the beginning of each chapter there's a just kind of weird like black and white picture of like each character and then in the, in the back nope he... nope 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 <laughs> they're like real pictures of people um yep nope <laughs> <laughs> you're already tapping out <laughs> I'm like, I was telling Katie before we got on that I'm, my husband is not in town this weekend and I'm like, great, we're going to talk about horror books and then I'm going to go to bed by myself. <laughs> anyway, continue. And then in the back of the book, he talks about how they were from this Romanian photographer and they're like these great public domain pictures that he came across. And the whole thing actually used to be like a presentation he would put on, I think, with like actors and stuff that would like come and tell the story. So it was just mm. like a really good read. I mean, if you're into like fairy tales or something. I feel yeah. like I could do it. I, th- I feel like that's something. I, I think do. you can handle a lot more than I can. I, I can't. Before. I mean, I've read a fair bit of horror. I've read and I have read some Stephen King. So, I mean, I know that I can. Oh, yeah. I can read. I can read a lot of horror there's I feel like in books it actually takes a lot to really scare me mm-hmm. um like I don't I actually I will say I'll be gone in the dark was probably one of the scariest books that I've read um yeah because it was a real life thing that really happened right. and it was yeah but but a lot of the horror books that I've read, like I read it and there were like maybe a, f- a couple parts in the book that scared me. But overall, I didn't really scare me. Um, and there, yeah. And then I also read The Stand by Stephen King and I wasn't super scared by that either. Once again, it was like there were parts. But I think there are probably some Stephen King books that really would freak me out. Um, it's just I don't, I'm not, I'm not scared by m- monsters and like alien type alien slash monsters I don't know that kind of stuff yeah doesn't doesn't scare me it's not like I and I liked I liked those Stephen King books I thought they were good I enjoyed them I just wasn't wasn't super scared I think the diviners I know it's not horror or even really I don't even know what you would what is the diviners like what genre is that I don't know it's like but I think it would YA historical fiction (laughs) <laughs> there you go. There you go. It's not, I guess it is YA. Yeah, yeah, it's YA. But I think that you would like it, Katie, but it's like, it's that supernatural, but also like demonic presence, like the whole thing that I, I think is what 
freaks you out the most, yeah. right? Yep, that stuff is what freaks me out. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Yeah. So you should read it. <laughs> I got. I do feel like you would like it, but. I got a book sent to me by a smaller publisher that's a short story collection that's an anthology and it's all about Ouija boards and the front cover is a Ouija nope. board. My sister won't touch it. Like if I have it out to take oh an Instagram picture, she's like, gosh. nope. Not touching that. <laughs> Get it away. Get it away. Can we just like, did you guys have any pivotal moments in your childhood where you like went to a sleepover or something and did Bloody Mary three times in the mirror or you guys know what that is, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. I was like, I didn't make that up, did I? <laughs> um, or the Ouija board, or I remember light as a feather, stiff as a board. Yeah, I remember my mom telling me not to mess around with stuff like that. So, and I didn't. Yeah. Because I was really, I was a really good kid, and mostly me did too. what my mom said. But we would have been do... friends. What? We would have been friends. Yeah. But I do remember going to. I had a friend who. <laughs> She was very eccentric. She believed that ghosts lived in her house. And she not only that, she believed that the ghost of Natalie Portman lived in her house. Not Natalie Portman. Natalie Wood. <laughs> <Okay>. Natalie Wood. <laughs> Sorry, Natalie Wood. Seeing Stephanie's face just now, that was amazing. <laughs> <laughs> she believed that Natalie, the ghost of Natalie Wood lived in her house. And Naturally. she would, like, leave <laughs> She would, like, leave things for the ghosts. Anyway, I remember one time... Um, <laughs> Uh, she convinced me that the Ouija, I was like, Ouija, I will not touch a Ouija board. And she was like, Katie, it's, who's the game maker who makes it? Is it Hasbro? It's like, or is yeah, it? it's Hasbro. She's like, Katie, it's Hasbro. It's, she's like, it's not, cause I was like, it's evil. And she's like, it's not evil. It's made by Hasbro. There's nothing, there's nothing about it that's, that's bad. And so she convinced me to do the Ouija board one night. So there was one time when I, I did the Ouija board, and um, I think we asked it questions like, who are, who are we going to marry? <laughs> what every girl asked. Of course. Growing up, probably. Oh my, God. my mom yeah. scared me so bad, like, away from stuff like that, because she was like, when yeah. I grew up, where I grew up in Mexico, like, we know that stuff is real. Black magic is real. Don't mess with it. Like, it'll kill you. And, like... You know, as like a seven-year-old, you're like, oh my gosh, like horrifying. Yeah. <laughs> I think it's so interesting that you were not encouraged toward that kind of stuff at all, but then you sort of fell in love with that stuff. Like, how do your how do your parents feel about you having a horror book podcast? They have a hard time like wrapping their heads around it. They're like, so yeah. you're into all this stuff. And at first, my dad said, like, well, you don't talk about like gory books or anything and I'm like I'm not just gonna shut out a whole no. subgenre <laughs> yeah have you gotten them to read anything or have you gotten any reluctant horror people to read a book that they enjoy in that genre have you converted anyone I guess um I think I got Rachel to read a little more than she did before and Kate Howe poor soul she asked me for a recommendation and she had her like stipulations she's like I listened to the Chelsea episode I definitely want supernatural (laughs) and I definitely want like it to be room temperature and like nothing demonic so I told her to read uh, Grady Hendrix's horror store which like Grady Hendrix writes amazing horror books and they're kind of funny and they're a little meta and I don't know if you've Mm -hmm. ever seen them but they're like very 
well designed like horror store is about a haunted ikea and the store is an like the um <laughs> the book yes. is an ikea catalog and as you go like the furniture gets like crazier and crazier as like the story what? goes on but um i think she ended up dnfing it because it was too much so um, <laughs> maybe my scale is broken a little bit <laughs> Oh, man. Well, I don't think your scale is broken. I think one of the things is that we've talked about is everything, like, different things are going to be scary to different mm-hmm. people. So yeah. it's kind of so hard to recommend, yeah. like, uh, yeah, it's kind of hard to recommend a, like, a one-size-fits-all. This isn't going to scare anyone, but it's still horror. Um, yeah. And also, we don't, as readers, like, I feel like you really have to experiment with what you like before you you find scary because I don't even know what kind of scary books I would like. I don't know what kind of reader I am in that sense. You mm-hmm. know, I'm a four on the Enneagram and I have an identity crisis <laughs> as a scary books reader. What, what do I like? Who am I? Oh. I've learned. I really do want to read more horror though. I want to get into it. Mm. I want to get Well, into you it. like good character development. So I think that, that that's be- true. That's true. I've, uh, noticed that I really like haunted house stories and Mm. I really like survival horror which is like what the ruins was because I Mm. love a good group dynamic oh okay okay I think any would would the horror how or the um haunted house one is that I'm thinking like in a movie or a tv show or something there's the suspense like jump out at you is that can that be achieved in a book in the same way? Um, I would say, like, I've never experienced a jump scare from a book. Like, there's been revelations that I'm like, oh, my gosh. Like, I did not see that coming. And you're like, like, I have to keep reading. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Like, what is going on? Um, no, I would say, like, haunted house literature is probably, like, the slower side of the the horror scale. It's a lot of, like, little things happening, like, little things in your house that you notice yeah. are, like, a little crazy and, like, your neighbors, you know, keep their distance and you don't know why. And, you know, yeah. you start looking into, like, what happened to the people that lived here before. Um, mm-hmm. And, I mean, it, it varies what, in there. What are some books mm-hmm. that you'd recommend in that genre that aren't too scary? Because I could um, see myself enjoying as long as it's like not, as read. long as it's, like, ghosty but not too demonic like I don't like that's that's the supernatural that I'm like can't can't touch that can't yeah yeah I mean there's a lot of different ones uh, Slade House by David Mitchell is a lot more like on the kind of fantasy kind of sci-fi side but that's really good and it's about like this house that appears like every 10 years in between like this little alleyway in London and like every hmm. 10 years like someone disappears in there and then you're like following Ooh. that person so like that one's a lot of fun um the elementals by michael mcdowell i would say is a little more fridge worthy but that's like three like large victorian mansions like on the isn't the gulf coast of alabama i'm really bad at geography but it's like in alabama i think that's right (laughs) yeah it's definitely in alabama and it's definitely like on a shore like coast um (laughs) but like one of them is like slowly filling up with sand and like something sinister happened there and there's like these two families that live there and you're just like finding out the secrets of like what happened um oh i would like that i think well if it's a fridge i don't know (laughs) (laughs) but but molly it might not be fridge to you Mm -hmm. either that's true i have to like just put myself out there and see 
for myself. And then there's one that's a little more of like a, a standard like ghost story. It's called Wildling Hall by Elizabeth Hand. And this is about like a seventies huh? I've heard of yeah, that. Yeah, that's like yeah. a seventies like acid folk band. And they spent like one summer in this uh British like estate recording an album and one of the band members just disappeared and so it's like present day and these people are being interviewed for a documentary so they're like giving their side of like what happened and the events leading mm. up to that so i do oh, i, I could love- do that one that one yeah, sounds, that fun. sounds fun I, I love when horror is told in like a new cool way <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah what are some other because i know just before we wrap the episode up are there any other sort of dipping your toes into the genre kind of books that you could recommend I would say look for like short story collections and anthologies because that is very condensed and usually an author or an anthology is going to put a lot of different kinds of stories and so you can kind of see like well this one worked for me you know this one had elements of this which didn't work for me this one was too gory it didn't work for me and you're not investing a lot of time into Mm. it Mm mm-hmm so like that's a good way to sort of figure out what you can handle and what you can't and Mm -hmm. what you yeah look for yeah that's a good idea Mm. are there authors that have or there are there anthologies that you'd recommend um ellen datlow is a great editor she puts out anthologies every year uh that are just best horror of the year but she also does like themed anthologies like i just Mm. finished one that was called haunted nights and it was all like stories that are set on halloween she did one that's Fun. like she did one called uh, the devil in the deep and it's all like stories that are like ocean horror she did one that's like carnival themed and one that's alice in wonderland themed which i haven't read whoa and one that's about like birds so <laughs> there's like yeah. a, an anthology for like everything cool that's that i want to do yeah. that yeah me too I'm that's getting on, excited yeah that sounds like a lot of fun it reminds me a little bit of um Uh, the show American Horror Story, how, Mm -hmm. like, every season is a different story and explores a different sort of element of fear and and horror in some way, which I've never really watched American Horror Story, (laughs) but my husband has, and sometimes I'm in the room, (laughs) and and we'll watch for five minutes until I get too freaked out. Does so Steve likes horror too? Is yes, it the six? Th- is it the six, six in him? It, you yeah. know what? I wonder if it is a six thing. I'd be curious yeah. to know if there are any other listeners that listen to us that are sixes that that relate to this sort of um, this. This is a safe space to explore fear, and yeah. like it's almost like it's um it to me when I listened like the fact that you and Steve are both sixes and you both like horror. It makes me think it's almost like that that urge to rub your tongue over a canker sore. You know, like, <laughs> it hurts, but you can't stop. Like, you just... That is the best. It's like oh an addictive, gosh. addictive feeling. Oh, wow. I love it. On that note, <laughs> I feel like we could, like, talk about this for so long and and just I I just feel like you have endless recommendations that you could throw out there mm-hmm. and we will leave all of the books in the show notes too so oh, I said people. a lot so sorry yeah. about that no 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 yeah you're, you're like I get it <laughs> well I do the show notes so like I'm always the one like we had 
an author come on and she just said like 17 authors just like and I'm like yeah <laughs> it always shocks me how many titles we talk about in like an everyday episode most of the time it's yeah. like we're talking about the same books over and over that we love mm-hmm. but every now and then you've we've got like 20 books that I'm like I didn't even know we talked about all of these books there are there are like three books though that we talk about in like every, every episode. single episode I know and I'm not even gonna apologize for <laughs> that's it that's your trademark <laughs> we um we yeah. had that for a bit we're like I kept talking about let the right one in by John Adita Lindquist and Nosferatu mm-hmm. by Joe Hill just like kept coming up every other episode mm-hmm. and a head full of ghosts by Paul Tremblay so now like when yeah. we're doing an episode where I could talk about them I'm like, and I'm going to throw in, like, let the right one yeah. out. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. That's what I do, too, with Anne of Green Gables. Like this. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm just going to throw it in there. But it makes for a fun drinking game. Someone can scratch it off their bingo cart now. Like, it's Every time we mention the Enneagram, <laughs> Anne of Green Gables, what else? The Shadow of the Wind, probably. Shadow of the Wind, something. Peace Like a River. Peace Like a River. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> Um, I think we are probably going to wrap things up. Thank you so much, Stephanie, for coming on and talking about horror books with people who are not horror readers necessarily. 45 minutes went by really, really quickly. <laughs> well, thank you so much for having me. This was a lot of fun and I love the show. Yeah. So this will be fun. Thank you. I love your show too. Oh, love. We're going to have to have you back on. I know. To, I think so. More We're gonna, we will. We'll stuff. have you back on again, Ooh. Stephanie. How about this? Katie and I will will dabble in some horror, and then we'll pick your brain about it later. Okay. That's a great idea. Yeah. You could personally recommend a book to us to read. We could do, like, an (laughs) Anne Bogle thing. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Spooky Anne Bogle. (laughs) Oh, man. I know. I love that. Yes, I love it. We hope everyone is having a very happy and a very spooky Halloween Remember to follow us on social media and uh, and follow Stephanie on social media. Follow we'll Stephanie include all on her social media. Links. Go listen to her podcast, Books in the Freezer, for some more spooky book horror book recommendations. And don't forget to leave a review on iTunes for us. That is how people find our podcast. That is all we have for you today, friends. Until next time, stay, stay booked. booked.